this is the one. Uh, it was cool. Anyways, hey, let's get going on, on the episode. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, we've been recording for five minutes. <sighs> hey, everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. And Colin? Yes, James. In the time that we have right now, uh, the last episode that we recorded and last episode that, uh, that the listeners sure. heard. It's 11.54 uh, p.m. Um, was So in what time do you have? In the time period, I have 12.54 a.m. on the next day. I'm in the future. Oh, cool. Um, no, but the last thing that the listener heard, uh, as unless something happens in the fall of 1945 to go in between this, uh, was about the atomic bombs. Um, mm. This is lighter fare than that. Um, and this is also the last episode that we have of 1945 to record right Whoa. now. So this is the last previously on, and it's about the atomic bomb. Let's see what I said. Did <laughs> you ever write something and then immediately forget about it? Because that's yeah. me every time. <laughs> that's how I am with everything that we record. I yeah. forget what we say until I go back and listen like yeah. as I edit. And I go, oh, yeah, we did talk about that. <laughs> Previously on Timeline Scavengers, American aircraft dropped atomic bombs onto Hiroshima and Nagasaki, ending the war in Japan, but also introducing the destructive power and terrifying threat of nuclear weaponry to the world. In response, Wakanda decided to put up a protective shield and cloaking device to disguise the degree to which they'd advanced technologically. Meanwhile, in Japan, at the site of the Hiroshima bombing, Fastos wept and told Ajax that he felt that humans weren't worth saving, even as he blamed himself for having given them the technology to develop these weapons. Not too bad. Not too bad. Too bad. Um, Do you ever think it's yeah. interesting, though, that they what? chose the word to put up a shield mm-hmm. for Wakanda when it's, you know, vibranium and like... And a cloak? Like cloak and dagger? Okay. Uh, well, I guess. I just figured cloak isn't like fully in the MCU. I just meant because the shield for Cap is made out of vibranium. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then they, like, they're... they're Put in there. Now I would say that shield, shield is my is my word. I, they might say force field, but you know what is a oh, shield but okay. a force field persisting? Sure, electronically or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here's what we're doing today, Colin. Uh, we are watching Agent Carter, which uh, anyone who's paying attention knows that this is the last episode that we're recording of 1945. Which means we are watching Agent Carter is about to be a thing that we say a lot. But, but not for like a crazy amount of time, though, right? Because like again, I don't want to like rehash all of this. No. But a lot of the magic of the new system for us mm-hmm. is considerably condensing this. Yeah, absolutely. For the rest of two thousand, I almost sound like Matt. What's his name? For the rest of um, New York City. New York City. Get a rope. Um, that's a paste picante sauce commercial. Um. For the rest of 2022, we'll be basically doing Agent Carter, like the first month of 2023, and then that's it. Then yeah. we're, we're we're rolling, baby. Um, so uh, we are watching Agent Carter, season one, episode eight. Um, we're starting at 18 minutes and 26 seconds and ending at 18 minutes and 51 seconds. Um, this is a flashback in the middle of the season one finale, so that's fun. Uh, and here is what happens. Howard Stark shows a very impressed and also somewhat familiar-looking woman his hanger, like his literal hanger. 
And she is impressed with the size of his aircraft collection, like his literal aircraft collection. He offers to take her for a, wa- for a ride. The literality of this ride is left ambiguous, well, but she says yeah, that say, he's yeah. had too many martinis, which also... Also is very <laughs> ambiguous, yeah. <laughs> he says that the planes are very safe and that three of them even fly themselves. And she says, why don't you go fly yourself? And he says, wait. No, that's not. She says she <laughs> likes a man with a vault full of toys. He yeah, says that she should see what he has at home as they lean in to a kiss. So that was a good description, James. Uh, thanks. When I got to the second, like his literal blank, I was like, right. "This is a good. This is a good synopsis." Um, running gags that tickle the person that's writing them are the way to go. That's how you tell that's a James writing. If you can tell the person in the middle of it was just like, <laughs> "I'm so clever." Um, that was me typing some more. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, it's also uh, maybe a sign of someone who works with you as well, because there have been times where I've written something and I would go, oh, James will like that, though. So, <laughs> like, for example, I, I did it recently. When I say recently, I mean at the time of this recording, which is Thursday, for, October 6th. Yeah. And uh, in, in an episode that came out within the last seven days of this recording, I wrote a joke like uh, to start off the scene where captain america is uh, brought into uh the red skull's office mm-hmm. and i started off with captured mm. i was like because i knew that that level of play of word sure. and you were like okay yes i like that yep it's good yeah you proved so i was like yeah nice excellent oh thank you for the nice little clapping there yeah, yeah no i i think it's also good because you know you need to abbreviate but also like don't make it boring you know yeah, exactly have fun with it Exactly. So this woman, um, I am a little bit behind on listening to our episodes. So I just listened to, I just finished 1944 today. So I just listened to the first time we saw this woman as a woman. We have not seen her since. Correct. Yep. She looks familiar. We've seen her before. Yep. And let's leave it at that for when the big reveal of who this woman is. Yes, is I revealed. agree. That's a good way of saying that. Is mm. ten, 10 people were killed in a fire when 10 people died last night in a fire. In a fire that killed 10 people. <laughs> I forgot about, wow. Sometimes you forget about like little sound bites or whatever that you've heard in your life. And you're like, whoa, it all comes like flying yeah. back to you. Uh, you know, also the way you said that I was in your head, strong finish it vibes to me. Mm. Like very strong Matt Yule and Chris Yule, friends of the show, friends oh, of the network. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who were who are just like the way they're like, I thought about what you would do, so then I didn't do that. They're like, oh no, because I thought about what you would do and then chose to not do that. So then we're going and they're like, oh no. And you know, they're they end up in like this unthinking of each other to end yeah. up on the same route. It's very fun. I just had a thought. It's me, I've had an apostrophe. Um, we should have them on the episode where uh, I think Howard Stark is making a movie. He's like making a western. He's like directing a western in season mm-hmm. two. Because mm-hmm. I think I recall that Matt has moved or will move or did move to California, right? Right, Deadwood City. So we can yeah. be like. This movie is about, or this this scene largely takes place on a movie set. You guys live in California. Is this an authentic de- de- depiction of a movie set? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I also think that like you know when we, if if we see anything Western at all, we should you know just check with their uh, Western facts. You know, mm-hmm. it's time for Deadwood fun facts. Yeehaw, rootin' tootin'. Was that the first one? I believe so. Yeah, like that one a lot. It's a good. Yeah, one. I mean it's it's really hard to mess with a classic. You know what I'm saying? For or to be a classic. Sure. Uh, I shouldn't find you this episode this, of we? Agent Carter because I have to go into each individual thing. Anyway, we don't need to do that. Yeah, just make just make uh, it up. Um, uh, we'll see if I remember later. Here's what we have. Okay. I have a, a, a I have a techies only Avengers uh, Avengers ensemble. Okay. I have writers and directors, but no new no new actors or actresses sure. because again we've seen this actress before. When would we have seen her? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who, who knows? Um, and then I want to tie it into the thing I was talking about last time about technology and who should have it and what will they do with it. But otherwise, I don't have a lot more to say. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add about this scene? Not necessarily, no. Okay, cool. Let's get into an Avengers Ensemble. Avengers Ensemble. Um, okay, this is Agent Carter, Season 1, Episode 8. It's called Valediction. It aired on February 24th, 2015. Uh, it was written by Michelle Fazikas. Uh, she wrote the story for one episode of Agent Carter, the teleplay for one episode of Agent Carter, and this uh, episode, she wrote it. So she's done. She, she, she hit for the cycle for writing for Agent Carter because um, she hit... A single, she wrote the story, teleplay, and full script. Um, now, if she'd been Haley Atwell, she would have gotten uh, the entire cycle. But uh, uh, real, real quick, what do you think they were teleplaying from? For I don't know how else to word that, because you know the teleplay, you know, would be like yeah. from a source. Like, what source are they? Let me see what pulling? she what this episode is. It could be that it was from someone else's story. So that she they said, Okay, here's here's the beats of this, and then she went and wrote the story. Gotcha. Okay. Let's see let's see if that is, is something that makes sense here. Uh let's see. Oh like she did was someone else like write the story, but executive she executive producer. Like she wrote the story for one and that person did the teleplay and vice versa. Right. That's what yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, let's see. She did teleplay for Hollywood Ending, which is I believe the last episode of the last season of the last season. It was let's see. Written by the story by Chris Dingus and the teleplay by Michelle Fazikas and Tara Butters, who also did sorry. Michelle Fazekas writes with her writing partner, Tara Butters, who has the same credits as what I'm about to say for her. Um, sure. I love when I disc- when I'm like, okay, it was this person, this person, this person. And the two of the people are like, have the exact same credits. So, you know, they're like, they're like they come as a pair. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Love that. Package deal. Um, like you and me. Yeah. Exactly. Well, okay. Well, except for when um, we're on other podcasts, but you know. Yeah, exactly. Wait for um, now. What? What's up? Um, okay, so she was. She also wrote two episodes of Dollhouse, which is a great show. Um, it's really cheap to get the DVDs on Amazon right now, and I may pull the trigger on that um, pretty soon because oh. I enjoy. I remember really enjoying them. Uh, and she created and wrote five episodes of the television show Reaper, which I have heard about a lot. Um, not the 
I want to say Daw is Daw the thing that Reaper is that Audacity yeah. also is. Yeah. It's not hey, that. Hey, look at you. Thanks. You know. I said Daw, son. <laughs> Good job, dog. <laughs> You're the Daw now, man. That's a. Um, do you remember Finding Forrester? It's Sean Connery. Yeah, and, but I don't. I'm not 100% sure what you're trying the to say. Big, the big quote from Finding Forrester was, you're the man now, dog, where Sean Connery gotcha. called a black teen right. dog, um, yeah. which is fine, I guess. <laughs> Anyways. Just trying um, to connect on a... Yeah, a exactly. Level. You got to hit the teens where they live if you're going to save them. How um, do I reach these kids? thought you were doing a Scottish accent. I was like, is that your Sean How Connery? How do I reach these kids? Ah. Ah. Oh. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. It was directed by Christopher Miziano. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Miziano? That sounds really familiar, James. And I might be saying, that's right, Colin. Christopher Miziano is the younger brother of Vincent Miziano, who we've talked about before, who is also a Marvel television director. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. So he, uh, he directed V Miziano, as I like call it. So, like when something is like very Miziano, you're like, oh, it's V Miziano. Right. He so directed Agent Carter. Oh. One, he directed Agent Carter episodes one, uh, season one, episode seven, and season two, episode one. So. That's like on my face because in my head I was like, "There's only two shows that we've really talked about." I mean, like we've talked about What If, but I kind of know. Cloak and Dagger, Runaways, shit, yeah, you know, yeah, you know? fuck. But mostly you're you're mostly you're one hundred percent absolutely correct. <laughs> Listen, in my head I'm correct as far as what is probably actually MCU for sure. If 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 I may, yeah. Well, even though Agents wow. of Shield and Agent Carter are both technically super up in the air that they've never given an actual definitive answer on, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Whoops. so he directed one episode of The Americans, one episode of Six 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 Park Avenue, one episode of Heroes, one episode of Fringe, and thirty five episodes of The West Wing. Are you saying was he active in the two thousands and two thousand tens? He was, Colin. He was Whoa, active West in those Wind. times. Very good. Yeah, 35 episodes of that. Not bad, right? So uh, those are our Avengers ensembles. Those are our Avengers ensembled, <laughs> um, the writers and directors of this episode, which is not called Vindication. It's called Valediction. And that is Vindication for me, not remembering Vindication. Rough. Okay. <laughs> That's a w weird dog impression, but okay. Um, rough. What I should have said, DiMaggio. Um, <laughs> God, I love that joke. That joke is such a classic. Uh, anyways, um, I like that so, because I just want to point out I like that joke a lot because there's two different versions of it that I've heard. Okay, one of them being about baseball, and then one of them being about music composers, which I think is very interesting. Because what is the music composers one? Uh, I don't remember. So I believe Wolf, like Wolf, like for Wolfgang. Um, I'm trying to remember what the, I think like them bark for like Bach. It's like bark, you know? Uh -huh. And then the next one is, is they say like, and then who's the best, you know, whatever. And he goes, Orf, right? And then they walk away and then the dog goes, Hindemith? Like, which again, it's just, 
it is so fucking funny. Like, and like every time, and then I'd be like, "Was I supposed to say?" You know. <laughs> I think this is an interesting scene to show right after talking about technology and who has power and who whatever. Also, right. bringing into civil war as we talked about a little bit, because Howard Stark is using his technology and power <laughs> as like a yeah. an aphrodisiac. Like, he's like, look at all this stuff I have, and look, this flies itself, baby. You like I that? I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, listen, I I don't, I don't blame him. Disagree, saying- but I also don't fully agree because, like, I don't think he's necessarily like using them like fully, like to a harmful way. Right? I don't think harmful. But it's, did I it's say harmful? Mu- like no, but I, no. I, well, because you were saying about you know using it responsibly. Uh-huh. You know, and I don't necessarily think this is necessarily irresponsibly. It's just, you know, it's just very materialistic. That's all it is. You know, it's like when people think that by having a flashy car that a girl's going to just immediately be like, hey, yeah, what's up? You know, having a truck with giant wheels is going to make up for something. Having a really? motorcycle is going to. <laughs> I will say you're tall enough. Like, yeah, I feel like it's a, it is a perfect vehicle for, for you in that regard. Like the amount of times where I've seen people with like you know these trucks that are like just lifted to hell off the ground, right. and then they are like, you know, they have to really hike up there, you know. Whereas yeah. I feel like you would be like, hmm, step, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's good stuff. Thanks. Anyway, no, I um, just think that like you know like when people are like, oh yeah, look like you know, it's like bottle service, right? You don't talk. Okay. You know what bottle service is? Uh huh. Yeah, it's where you two bottles get married. Okay, no, but I mean, like, I, I don't think you've ever necessarily been to like those types of clubs or parties. I listen so. to a lot of rap music. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like, anyway, the whole point is, like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of folks there that are just they're just spending money yeah. simply to look impressive and try to win the affection there's of people. There's an Atlanta episode about yeah, the, yeah, where I mean, like, I mean, they mark up the stuff like four or five hundred, sometimes more percent. Right. And then you again have to buy a specific number of things before you can actually, you know, like cash out kind of thing. So it's like, it's just, it's wasteful. And it's, you know, and, but like, of course, it makes certain people feel special. Right. And then subsequently, it makes the, I don't, I hate to say like smaller people, but when I say that, I mean like people with the smaller wallets, smaller budgets, right? Mm-hmm. Who are poor getting people. in, because they don't necessarily have to be poor. They're just poorer. Help me, I'm poor. Right, uh, or have less money than th- sure. these people, right. um, who get to go in on like the the floor side of things. Mm-hmm. They then feel like they're spending time with big spenders that that makes them cool, or right. you know, and it, yeah, it's just it's all image and flash, but it's nothing. It's nothing of substance. I guess the thing is that image is nothing. Thirst is everything. Um, remember that commercial for Sprite? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. However, all right, I'm just saying, let's Mm -hmm. say hypothetically a woman was to talk to Howard Stark in such a way to boost his ego so that he would show off the hangar full of all his fancy planes and cars and then offer to take her home to show off all of the, the, the stuff in his vault at home. Let's say she was doing that deliberately for whatever reason. Hypothetically. I mean, this why is clear, would someone want to do that? This scene is clearly yeah. on the up and up, and she seems right, like a great girl. Yeah. Um, but 
theoretically, let's let's yeah. think worst case scenario. Yeah, worst what case if scenario. she's playing him? I mean, worst case scenario, you end up in a situation where you find out that there's a plane that flies itself that could, I don't know, fly into a place where it shouldn't and do something that it shouldn't. I don't know. I mean, like, who knows right. what people are going right. to do if they're capable of it. But I mean, she doesn't seem like she's like right. that type of gal. Um. <laughs> Howard Stark just hit the Pentagon. <laughs> you probably should cut that. Up. I buy. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, I I'm just saying that there is a level of hubris that being in possession of this technology causes that can lead to some um, unfortunate situations. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I mean, like, I think that this is a good example of, like, who has the power and who can take the power. Right. And you know what, though? Again, I want to point out, this is also leaning towards part of what I was saying, which is that you know, the the right thing to do is to always have faith in humanity, even if sometimes people can do you wrong or treat you wrong or whatever. Yeah. In this moment, for sure, he's having his faith in humanity and in what she says that she wants, which is, you know, him and toys in a vault. But I, I seem to recall he doesn't end up regretting it. I mean, he does in a in a larger way, but in like... a larger way. Oh, listen, <laughs> I, that's the thing about certain lines of work maybe uh -huh. right sure i'm sure people are you know doing all sorts of things for to get to their goals you know cds free cds yeah 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 uh i think that sometimes it's probably also still enjoyable it's probably like hey i get to do this this task that i'm going for you know like i get to make, you know, another step in progress. But also at the same time, it's been a minute since, you know, I've uh, had someone show me a vault. So, mm -hmm. you know, this could, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And uh, later on, I will use this to my advantage. What? What's that? What was the last oh, part? Did you say something? Um, I said, no, I said nothing. I like, uh, uh... I said, I like the Game Boy Advance. I think it was one of the last real good handheld consoles and he's like it's 1945 what does that mean i've invented the game boy advance yeah <laughs> howard stark invented the game boy advance See, he's like it's my my nuclear policy colin less little boys more game boys less fat mans more pac-mans <laughs> that's Pretty great good, right? i like yeah. that yeah yeah that's good <laughs> It's like kind of like the like the make love not war. It's yeah, like, make Pac Man not Fat Man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And just so we're very clear, Fat Man was the type of bomb. Yes. this isn't like an ant. This is like a body. No, shame correct. Thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but they were both uh, male uh, words for the things, and I think that's appropriate for the destructive power. Uh, I would thing. fully agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> so I mean. The thing is that it's like a fool and his money are soon parted and the, you know, equilibrium of like, you have all this stuff, eventually some of it's going to get, you know, 
you can't hold on to everything forever perfectly and all this stuff. But like the idea of all these, I think he, he calls them his uh, bad babies um, is what he refers to them as in the, in the, in a subsequent uh, scene um, is that he like, it's a stockpiling and that's a problem. And that's, and that's been a nuclear problem too. Like, stockpiling nuclear stuff is bad because right. of many 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 reasons um eggs in baskets and such like that but um yeah that is all that i had i just think that maybe we should remember that he said that thing about the vault and showing her his vault through no vault of his, of her own she discovers where all right thank you so much folks for joining us here on time <laughs> scavengers Pretty proud of that I'll yeah, I'll a pat on the back like, when I hear you, that. In the you future. all can't see it, but James, one of the biggest smiles I think James has ever had on this show. So, yeah, just know he's very proud. I will say that the Snips revelation in the Baby episode of Take Off Your uh, Short Skirt, Long Pants, and Jacket. Take off your. Mm-hmm. Yes. Take off your pants. Your short skirt, long pants. Yeah. Your pants, short skirt, and long jacket. Yeah. Um, whatever it was I came up with, that was the most rewarding uh, thing I thought of all year, I think, for me personally. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I was very, very, very proud of that. But That's good. You should be. Thanks, Colin. Sarcasm. <laughs> just all right, vitriol. folks. Listen. Did you know that if you wanted to follow this show, you could follow us at Timeline Scav? Did you also know that if you wanted to follow the podcast network that we're a part of, you could follow at Scavengers Net? Did you further know, remember in uh, yeah. uh, um, It's a Wonderful Life when the guy's like, did you know that this this floor has a pool under it? Did yeah. you further know oh, no. that I have yeah. the keys right here? Yeah, that's what uh, you were saying. Did you know that if you wanted to chat with me about, I don't know, vaults, you could mm-hmm. chat with me at Colin M. Parker. If you wanted to chat with James about self-flying planes, oh. you could tweet him at... Uh, at unabashed James. I also talk about uh, mysterious, beautiful women that I think I remember from before, but I'm not positive. Mm, yeah, I think we're all we've all been there. Yeah. It's like the Twitter version of Craigslist misconnections. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that <laughs> that was a wild swing there for you. You were like, <laughs> you're like yeah, what? Uh, and then of course, if you're looking for a guide to make you some music for the beginning, the middle and the end of your podcast, you can always follow at Nick Bramald. Well, sorry. Nope. Not at Nick Bramald. His name is Nick Bramald and you can follow him at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D or Nick Bramald composer.co.uk. We should get him to, sorry, go ahead. No, no, let's hear. We should get him to write us some interlude music for the middle of the show where it's like, all right, well, Nick, take it away. And then it's just like 15 seconds of just kind of dun 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 I mean, it would help to not have to use tangent music all the time, or if we ever get sponsored, we're going to need something to cut us into like a sponsored segment or whatever. Yeah. We should have him do a classical version of the tangent song. Now, that'd be interesting. We'll we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, Anyway, yeah, that's how you can find him. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Timeline Scavengers. And 1945. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Colin, I got a whole vault of podcast episodes back at my house. Want to come listen to them? Oh, wow. I love a man with an overcast account. 
full of podcast episodes he's yet to listen to. <laughs> Excelsior! Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.